You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the fight as Carapace, Rex, Magnum, Wildstrike, and Sweet Spot fight their way through Iacon's underworld against criminal empires and a movement determined to bring an end to the Cybertronian Confederation. Hey everyone, this is Charles, aka Big C, one of the hosts of the Transmissions podcast. I was so excited to get a chance to participate in an Empire of Rust Transformers live play action RPG. And thanks to Mike for letting us uh, take a spin in the universe that he's created for Empire of Rust. So we're doing a little side story. And in this story, I have a specific character. So uh, my character's name is Scrap Heap. He's a Junkion. And I wanted to honor the origin of the Junkions back in the Transformers the movie from 1986 where they all talk TV. So my Junkion character is obsessed with Earth culture and likes to uh, take memes and references from TV shows back on Earth. Uh, because uh, in the IDW universe, uh, the Junkions are stranded on Earth as refugees. So my character is uh, an an immigrant from Earth coming into Cybertron to make his way on Cybertron from the planet Earth after leaving uh, his original uh, species with the Junkions and Rekgar. So that's uh, that's Scrap Heap's backstory. He's a Junkion scientist. He transforms into an old tow truck. So think like uh, you know an old pickup truck that looks a little bit beaten, a little bit worse for wear. You know, he's a, he's a junkie on, so he, he looks appropriately junky. Uh, but he's also a scientist, so he's got uh, some nifty science tools in his hand. And he, can, uh, he has a lot of uh, knowledge and information about uh, junkie on history and Cybertronian history. So he knows a little bit more than, the, more than the average bot, I would say. So that's the character of Scrap Heap. I tried to give him a little bit of flavor during the uh, the episode and during the adventure, so hope you enjoy it. So please sit back and enjoy episode one of A Hell by Any Other Name. This is Circuit for the Iacon News Feed on 8th Cycle 3678. Protesters turn violent as colonists and native Cybertronians clash with former Autobots and Decepticons in the late half of this solar cycle. Tensions continue to rise all around the city as Cybertron First launches its campaign to become Iacon's first registered political organization. This has caused outrage from detractors claiming it would be irresponsible for the hate group to have official status, much less the first one to be given this status. Outside the city, the transport ship Metallicus was attacked en route to the OP bus collection station, the planet's first Energon mine. Casualty reports have not come in yet, and officials are concerned about potential Energon shortages if the ancient transport is destroyed. Scattered reports seem to indicate that extra security was assigned to the transport to prevent exactly this situation. In other news, the last damaged building during Cybertron First's bombing is scheduled to be demolished this cycle. A security station is proposed to take its place. 
The structure, a habitation suite, was one of the furthest buildings from the blast, but shockwaves from adjoining explosive devices damaged the support structure. Volunteers are coordinating safety preparations and managing a sizable crowd as demolition experts prepare the building to be imploded. Let's go live to the scene. Tension fills the air in Iacon Plaza as the Construction Guild prepares building H0M3 for demolition. Commanding the efforts is Bulkhead, the leader of the Construction Guild. Normally, such a high-ranking builder wouldn't need to be present for such a simple demolitions job, but this one is special. It's the last building that was damaged beyond repair in the bombing. Once this one comes down, the city can move on to rebuilding and eradicating the physical results of that tragic day. Your group has been assigned to Section 4 on the east side of the building. Your job is to patrol your section, ensuring that no one gets too close before pulling back to minimum safe distance at the 1 nanocycle mark. Your team commander, Windrim, holds up the communicator as Bulkhead goes through the final orders for each team. Alright bots, we're at 10 nanocycles until this bad boy comes down. The press is watching, and all of Iacon is waiting for this. Let's get this done by the book. Get your final safety pass done and report in. You heard Bulkhead. Report your location and your status. Sound off. Scrap heap. A-OK. CMOS checking in. Professor Sprocket is standing by. Kiloton reporting in. This is Group 4 Team Leader Windrim reporting in. Our sector is secure. You're clear to begin the count. Uh, your data pad chimes off 10 nanocycles until a detonation. I want each of you to give me a perception check. Okay, uh, I rolled a 15, so 16. Uh, 15. Oh, okay, I rolled an 11. Your data pad chimes off the 10 nanocycles until detonation. 10. The noise of the crowd is electric as the countdown starts. Bots from all over the Cybertronian Confederation are in the crowd to celebrate putting this tragic event behind them. You can see some of the onlookers have injuries, bots that were likely caught in the attack and have come to watch this reminder be torn down. Nine. Nine. I love a countdown. <laughs> the anticipation is building as the crowd gets more excited and talkative. The low murmur turns into loud conversation. Eight. Eight. Uh, Scrap Heap and Simos, both of you notice that one of the onlookers is getting too close. His foot is over the safety line. What do you do? What's what's my what's the what's our commander's name? Wind what? Windrim. Okay. Uh, I, Windrim. There's a there's a bot. Try there's a bot. Uh, He's he's in the he's in the blast zone. We got to do something. Get over to him. Push him back. Okay. Basically, he's telling you to to go over there and tell him to get behind the line. Okay. I will I will do that. <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Didn't mean to do it. He backs up a couple steps. Just be careful, y'all. You almost lost several parts. You would have spent you would have spent a couple of weeks in the CR chamber if you made it. I'll be careful. I assume you return to your uh, your position. Yes. Seven. Seven. 
The roar of the crowd is deafening as some of them start to chant. Bring it down! Bring it down! Oh, bring it down! <laughs> six. Six. Six, six, six. Scrap Peep and Seamoss, mm-hmm. uh, you notice movement at the base of the building. A pair of blue legs darting into the shadows of the damaged first floor. Uh, I'm a scout. Should I go and chase it down real quick? Totally up to you guys. Uh, what's his guy's name? Wind, wind, what, what's his? It's rin, wind rim. <laughs> wind rim, wind rim. Yes. I keep wanting to say wind, wind sweeper, wind razor. You know, when we are first being introduced, I strongly suggested that we offer name badges, but no one listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> wind rim, we got another straggler. Get him out of there, bots. I'm not too fast, Seamoss. Uh, you're a, you're a scout. Can you get in there? Try. Uh, so you head towards the uh, you head towards the, the base of the building as quickly as you can, trying to get to whatever bot you've seen before the countdown gets too close. As you are heading towards the building. There's a muffled boom at the five nanocycle mark. The onlookers go quiet, the buzz of conversation forgotten, as the ground starts shaking. The screams of bots ring out from the crowd as the plaza around you fractures and collapses into a giant sinkhole, and you start tumbling down a steep incline into the dark, unexplored sublevels of the planet. This was not on the agenda. Give me an acrobatics roll, everyone. Eight. Eight for a scrap heap. Twenty. Twenty for CMOS. And it looks like I got a two. Yeah, uh, I I never joined the circus. Sorry. <laughs> Too much time in school. Natural one. <laughs> That's right. Natural one. But uh, I doubled my, my actual skill of one. <laughs> well, at least that was your second roll of the evening, not your first. Yeah. Well, his first one was an 11, so it's a one and a one. So. <laughs> <clears throat> doubled ones. You slide down into darkness for what seems like forever, tumbling head over heels with the debris until you are ejected from the tunnel, landing hard on a solid surface amidst the remains of the plaza. Oof. Next to you, the body of Windrim lies impaled on a metal stalagmite piercing through his spark still twitching as his last electrical impulses reach his limbs. Uh, CMOS, since you beat the acrobatics DC, it was DC 15, uh, you managed to control your slide on the way down and land on your feet. Uh, Scrap Heap and the Professor are not so lucky, and Scrap Heap, you take ooh, five points of damage, and Professor, you take three. Ouch. That gets marked off our stamina first. The real question is, who just got promoted? 
All right, so you are on the ground in the middle of a, a dark cavern. What do you want to do? Well, I want to t- check on uh, Windrim. I know I'm pretty sure he's dead, but just uh, I've seen first. Just to make sure. <laughs> Not much, of course, but just a little bit. Give me a medicine check. Uh, 24. 24, yeah, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a question. You can see the light leaving his eyes. Can we do, like, a search of his body to see if there's any things he had that could be useful for us? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Got six. Uh, you finds the communicator that he was using that is linked into the, uh, the, the main channel for all of the, the construction crew, uh, and you find a data pad as well. Professor, what would you like to do? I will look at my data pad and see at what point the countdown has, uh, has gotten through. It stopped on the five. So it looks like whatever happened, uh, as soon as someone noticed that there was a problem, uh, they went ahead and they stopped the countdown. Ah, good. So that doesn't mean that there is an entire billing worth of rubble about to come pouring down the chute on us. Probably not. At least not yet. Uh, we should probably spread out a little and uh, and look for other survivors. Do we have uh, like personal headlights we can turn on? Like... From our alt modes? I suppose that all depends on what your alt mode is. Oh, I'm a tow truck, so I assume I have headlights if my... Maybe my shoulder... My shoulders were my front bumper or something. Have you ever heard of this racer called Sweet Spot? He doesn't have headlights. Yeah, lots of racers don't. They, <laughs> uh, they actually impede the aerodynamicity of, of their bodies in their alt mode, so... It's, it's natural... Uh, it's completely natural. It's nothing to be embarrassed about if you don't have headlights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a tow truck, so uh, I'm not a I'm not built for flash. I'm, I'm built for utility. So I would assume I have some. I have headlights. Yeah, you have lights to spare. In fact, <laughs> uh, Jeremy, what's your your alt mode? It is an all terrain cycle. Okay, so you might have like one headlight. All right. So yeah, what you doing? Uh, I guess. Look around, is there a, and we're in some kind of cavern, is there an obvious exit? Uh, so the cavern is enormous. A 500 foot wide circular dome in the ground, carved into the metal of the planet. It's illuminated with glowing crystals that seem to be growing out of the floor and the walls. The yellow glow is softly illuminating what looks to be, or looks like the bed of an ancient dried up energon pool. The opening you came through is only 10 feet above you, but it's choked with metal debris. Uh, You will have to find a different way out. So go ahead and give me a perception check. 11, 15. Aha, this time I actually have a 15. Because I do have headlights and I'm looking. 15 for the professor. Professor, what's your alt mode? Oh, it's an emergency vehicle. Here, let me show you. And the bomb squad. Ah, uh, bombtastic. And I'll transform back. 
Ah, that was refreshing. Completely useless down here, of course. There's too much debris to operate in that mode. So, all of you notice uh, a couple of things. One, you see an opening in the wall on the opposite side of the cavern. A pair of smaller crystals flank the opening, uh, providing some dim illumination in the, in the, the, the opening. Uh, sticking out of the debris are a pair of blue legs. On the opposite side of the, the debris pile, looks like there is a uh, bot lying unconscious there. Uh, it is actually Kiloton, the one of the bots you are working with. Uh, the professor and Simos both notice something else. Uh, you hear skittering sounds in the tunnels beyond. Interesting. What's going on? Do you hear something? You see something? Yeah, there's, uh, there's something going on in that direction over there. I'll point where I heard it. But of course we have uh, our own additional victims. I'll check out Kiliton. Give me a medicine check. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, and my check is a 23. Uh, you can tell that he is still alive. Uh, looks like something maybe just knocked him on the head on the way down. Uh, he, he Maybe he didn't, uh, wasn't able to roll with the tunnel and roll with all the debris very well. So uh, you think you could probably wake him up. Uh, it would just take a, uh, take a minute or so to kind of slap him awake. Okay, I'll do that. Hello, Kiliton. Tap, tap, tap. Uh, wait, wait. What Hello. happened? What's going on? Uh, all right. Now, don't panic. Glance over in that direction. You see those legs sticking out of the rubble over there? Yeah, I see them. What's up? Those are your legs. I'm sorry. No, those are, those, those are somebody else's legs. You are totally fine. You're just a little bit stunned. A little bit of light humor to, you know, help you heal. Can you stand up? Professor's got <laughs> jokes. Yes, Kiloton will uh, will stand up. He'll kind of like, look around and just look a little confused. Like, That's normal. Watch your head. It's a low ceiling. Can I uh, examine some of the energon or crystals? I assume they're energon. Do they look like energon, or what are the, what are these crystals? Can I look? Can I examine them? Give me a perception check. Twenty. Oh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Because I rolled a natural twenty. Uh, yes, you see that the crystals are pure energon, uh, but you also notice something else about them. It looks like they've been gnawed on. Uh, hey guys, uh, this energon, uh, this, these crystals are look like they're pure energon, but uh, looks like something's been eating them. Uh, we might not be alone down here. Um, of course, the skittering would uh, denote that there is something else alive down here, or mechanical in nature at the very least. We kind of run on energon, so I hope they're not, uh, they're not looking for any other meals. Oh, maybe they're just bots that uh, have been separated from society and turned savage and, and ravenous and have to feed off the, the energon crystals like this. Doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> um, joke? Seamoss, <laughs> do you want to take a look at the, the pair of legs that you no one's looked at yet? Yeah, I'd like to look at that. Uh, why don't you... Uh, so you go over there and you 
kind of pull at the, the leg a bit just to see like if it's gonna be moving around. Uh, and go ahead and give me a strength check. It's a one, so I got total 15. 15, okay. Uh, you get a good grip on both legs and try to pull the, the body out, and it comes out a lot easier than you thought because there's nothing from the waist up. Ha! I knew it. That's an onion in the ointment. But you did notice the the bot that was moving at the base of the building before the plaza collapsed, and these legs look like the, the legs that you saw. Mystery solved. When you saw the legs, was there a torso, if you said? Or was it just legs? I just saw movement legs. into the building. Should we be looking for a torso then? Can we, is there debris where the, like, can we lift up some of the debris where the legs were and see if the torso is underneath there? You think it would take probably a, a good few minutes to, to do so, but yeah, you can clear out some of the, the debris. Uh, it's actually buried uh, much further in than you think. Uh, but yeah, there is a, a torso up there and it is mangled beyond recognition. Mm. So much so that even if you were to do like some facial recognition to it, like you don't think anything would come back from it. We probably could have saved a little bit of work if we just buried the legs instead of uncovering the torso. Is there any uh, any chance we could recognize the legs? I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, you don't think so. Okay. All right, then I guess we should go look for the exit. I would like to, before we leave the area, uh, go and. See if I can break off some of the crystals that are growing down here. Ah, uh, yes, you can. Uh, in fact, both of you... So the scientist class has an ability called Energon Transfer, uh, where they can harvest Energon typically from the corpses of dead Transformers. Uh, but in this case, since there are some actual Energon crystals hanging around, you can harvest some energon from those. Uh, the energon is, it's not in a liquid state or anything right now, it, it's their solid crystals, but you do think that you can break off enough crystals, or enough pieces of the crystal to get one energon node uh, per cluster of crystals. There are eight, like uh, eight clusters of crystals there. So if you spend a few minutes to do so, uh, both the professor and scrap heap can go ahead and harvest eight Energon nodes from those crystals. Ah, yes. Four for me and four for you. Great. That I think would be fair and balanced. Just like Fox News. <laughs> uh, I don't get that joke. Uh, Earth culture humor. I spent a little bit of time on Earth. Oh, my condolences. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit green, but the their culture, their data network is its pretty fun. It's primitive, but they have some really good jokes. Yeah, when I want to go camping, I just I just go outside the city limits. That's as much wildlife as I care for. Oh, uh, you haven't lived till you've uh, roughed it on an uh, asphalt roadways. Asphalt, such a fun word. Asphalt. <laughs> asphalt. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to remember that one. All right, Energon node. So. I have so we can use these later on for like repairing stuff. Assuming you took the medic ability, yes. 
otherwise you can use it uh, just for energon transfer and i believe that you can give her uh, give someone like a plus one on a skill check or a save or something like that but yep so you can gather a total of eight energon nodes uh, that can be used for whatever your abilities allow you to use them for. Uh, I'm going to collect uh, the Energon out of three of the clusters, and the fourth, I would like to collect the actual raw crystal samples for later analysis, perhaps. You can do that. I'll just take the four Energon nodes. So four, total eight for the whole group, or each of us can get eight? Total of eight for the whole group. Okay, so I'll just take four. I'm going to move you guys onto the map. So you guys should see a map now in Roll20. You are on the left-hand side. Oh, Sevia. Oh, they're so tiny. All right, well, you can see the exit to the right-hand side of the map. And you can even see some of the Energon crystals that you have uh, harvested Energon from. What would you like to do? Can you guys still hear the skittering? Do you know what direction it's coming from? Uh, hold on, let me uh, let me check my uh, my earpiece thingy. It's the side of my head here. Or can we make another perception check? Or? Uh, sure, if you want to. Uh, 15. And mine was a 14, about average for me. Mine was a 21. Uh, so all of you can hear it now, probably because you're getting a bit closer to the, uh, the opening on there, and you can tell that the skittering sound is definitely coming from uh, the tunnel leading out of the cavern. And that's the only fade to go? There's no other way? Looks like it. Fair. The only, only way out is through. Um, just in case they are not the friendly type, I am going to draw my weapon. It's a Zeasmus laser, and have it at the ready. I suggest we all do that and maybe hide behind this uh, little debris area here and just watch that entryway to see what's coming. Did it sound like it was coming closer? It did not sound like it was getting any closer, it, but it does sound like it's coming from ahead of you. Kiloton, though, he is not going to wait around anymore. He's going to be all like, that's the only way out. Let's go and do it. Hold, hold your horses, bud, there. Uh, we don't know what's over there. The only way we'll know is if we go we and check it out. His name's to Kiloton. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to... Uh, hide myself behind this rock here and, and watch what happens to Kiloton. I suppose I can go up a little bit and I will kind of watch the, the flank here. I think I will do the same this way. I, I'm going to draw my weapon too, so just while I'm watching. All of you are drawing weapons, but I don't see any pieces of paper out here, so I don't know what you're drawing on. That's a digital drawing. <laughs> Come on now. I have a data pad. Transformers, get real. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So data pads are wonderful. And then you shake them and it erases everything and start up. You got one of those high-tech ones. <laughs> Motion activated. Kiloton will move up his full complement of movement. Do the rest of you want to move up at all? Uh, yeah. I will continue my movement in his direction. 
but my focus will also be to the right. So perhaps two, three, four, five, six. I can move to here. What is the range on our our laser pistols? Can like how far? How close do I have to be to the entrance to fire a shot there? The the laser azimuth is we all have the same. Uh, mm-hmm. The azimuth pistol has where did it go? Ah, there it is. Has a range of 80, but of course that is just the first range increment. I can shoot up to 10 range increments away, so it is very, very far away. So that's that's 160 of these squares, or no, that that's um no, 16 of these squares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 16 squares. I guess I will move up here next to the crystal. Uh, so you're at the crystal on the left. I'm behind the crystal on the right. Kiloton has a uh, pretty much a, a, a big laser cannon, like a big like, laser rifle that he is using. Let me guess. Is he some kind of soldier? A big macho bot? Of course I'm a macho bot, you little pencil pusher. Yeah. Stylist. What's a pencil? <laughs> Data pad. Stylus pusher. <laughs> uh, so Kiloton will move up further. All right, he's getting pretty far away. And the rest of us are not getting so far away. If I may go next, I will move, I think, to here would be good. Still uh, keeping my, my focus somewhere How far can we move? ahead and to the right. Uh, check the speed on your character sheets. Uh, it will be right next to the uh, your ability scores in your primary mode. It'll be uh, next to the strength, dex, con, intelligence, oh, near the top left. Yep, that's six spaces. I'm gonna move up here just so I can I can still st- maintain sight of the entranceway and and keep track of what's happening to kill a ton. Yeah. Kiloton, where are you where are you going towards? I'm heading towards the entrance, the exit over there. Uh straight across there, yeah. There's no other way to go. Is there? Do you see any place else? Not yet. So the speed is the number of squares I can move? Correct, with one move action. <laughs> I'm gonna move here, making my way just I'm trying to see what Kiloton will move forward. He'll move up, and you can tell that he's like listening and watching that entrance, expecting something to come out of it. You see anything there, Kiloton? All I see is darkness. Attack the darkness! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, we're in the darkness. <laughs> Never say attack to a soldier. And he will Sorry. shoot his gun into the darkness. <laughs> I do have, under my powers, I have keen senses... Which is the target gains plus two insight to perception checks and gains the light vision. Does that affect me or affect someone else? Uh, that will affect you, but be cautious because that's likely a once per day so ability. Five rounds. Slash so you'll uh, five rounds. Okay, so you can use you can use that ability for up to five rounds before it is expended. Uh, anyone moving up to join the kiloton? 
Kilotone will move up again, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And he will call out, Hey! Come out of there! And he will get no response. You see something? Someone, hopefully? Just darkness. Everywhere. I have a bad feeling about this. You guys gonna move up to join him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love how far back you guys are. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to perform a double move because uh, getting closer to the exit, my ample imagination is starting to run away with me, and I don't like being in the dark. <laughs> Literally or figuratively. Kiloton will get up to the uh, the opening shine a light in there and yell back I don't see anything it looks clear all right uh, I guess let's go cautiously <laughs> I will position myself just to his left behind him to I'll have and I'll have my uh, pistol ready just aimed at the darkness with my uh, uh, shoulder la- lights on. Okay. I'm just continuing to move up. And my dear professor, what are you going to do? Uh, I was waiting a moment because usually when someone says all clear, that's when some monsters pop out and get you. But seeing as how that is not the case, I will move to this position and keep my attention focused um, to the south of the map. The bottom of the map. Okay. So unless you stop him, Kiloton is going to enter the dark tunnel. Uh, did you check that tunnel for teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should encourage him to wait for everyone to catch up. Okay, yep. He'll, he'll st- if you tell him to wait, he will stay away. Hurry up, slowpokes. All right, Kiloton, I'm a doctor, not a racer. <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and move uh, up to, all the way up to Kiloton if you want. Fight is the scout also way in the back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a sniper rifle. Uh, so yeah, like I said, unless you stop him, he is gonna go into the uh, into the tunnel. The tunnel is pitch black, and you get the sense that you're being watched at all times. There's no wind down here, but you still hear sighing and moaning from all around you. It's eerie, and the sound of your footsteps echo off the walls. Can our our lights, do our lights pierce the darkness at all? They do. Uh, Not as far as you expect, though. Almost seems like the darkness is oppressive. Uh, all right. I would like you guys to make a perception check. 15. 11. Ah, I have rolled a 20. 19 with my plus one, and yeah. And Kiloton gets an 11. So you are moving forward very slowly. 
and you can see that Kiloton is kind of looking all around, checking, making concerned that nothing's on the walls, something like that. So the tunnel twists and turns, and you hear skittering and drilling sounds around each bend. Drilling? Mm-hmm. But as soon as you roll around the corner, there's nothing there. The sounds are similar to a dentist drill. Very interesting. And every few seconds, you you hear the sound of like pebbles and, and pulverized rocks falling to the to the ground. Professor, yeah. As you are looking, some of some like like metal shavings and, and like little small pieces of metal debris fall down from the ceiling behind you, and you look up, and there is something on the ceiling above you. Oh my goodness, it's Lionel Richie. <laughs> but <laughs> roll for initiative. Okay, now I'm regarding not rolling an actual die on my desk because I got a nine. As plain as day for everyone here to see. Seven. Okay, now I'm not not so <laughs> self-conscious. <laughs> oh, also shouldn't shouldn't I be up here close to? Uh, you can place yourself wherever you would like to be. Is that one plus your your oh, initiative? Sorry, wait. Where, where was the initiative? <laughs> Top right-hand corner. It'll be under your uh, hit point, stamina, and resolve. Oh, so nine. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Eight there. Uh, which one of you has the faster, uh, has the higher decks? Uh, would that be the Professor or CMOS? I have 18. Probably CMOS? 18? And Professor? Well, uh, the Professor has a, a 14. Okay. So it's it's only a plus two. It's respectable. Again, not a racer. Okay, so the order... Hold on here. Uh, let's roll that. Ooh, that is a good roll. It's a good roll. I'm loving this one. Loving it. <laughs> a good roll for Kiloton, right? <laughs> right. No, no. Kiloton got a one on his initiative. Uh, again, I think we should check that. <laughs> is anyone fact-checking Mike? <laughs> the creature's going to go first, followed by Seamoss, then the Professor, then Scrap Heap, and then Kiloton on the bottom. But before any of that happens, the surprise round happens. The only person to notice the creature above them was the professor. So the surprise round, only the creature and the professor are going to go. Then we get into the actual round where everyone gets a chance to go. Oh, joy. (laughs) This four-legged beast lets go of the ceiling drops down right on to the professor's head. A 19 to hit you, professor. Uh, yeah, KAC. KAC. That's going to hit. My KAC is only a 15, so yeah, yeah, that hits me. So this thing's claws start to dig into your skin, and you can see tiny little drills attached to its claws that start to drill into your internal workings. Oh, how very interesting and painful! Oh, this is horrible! Take four 
points of damage. Slashing and damage. There goes my stamina. <laughs> Professor, it is your turn. Okay, out of stamina. Well, we can't have the little buggers on me, so this is a bad thing. I will uh, first, uh, I will cautiously step to the side into this little nook. Uh, so if any more come out of the hole, they will not drop on me. And then I will... I suppose I will attempt to beat it off with my baton in the other hand. That is not a great roll. So my roll is a 15. This is going against its KAC. That is a hit. Excellent. So this is the damage roll, a two. Two points of damage. Yeah. Respectable. And I assume it was knocked off into the space. It's no longer on my head. Correct. It is actually a medium-sized creature, so it is almost as big as you. Ah, how very horrible. Uh, so it is in the middle of all of you. Not a great position for it to be in. So this is its turn. The creature is going to take a guarded step over here to the side. And it is going to take a swipe at Kiloton. See if oh, it can... You see that there? You see how carefully it moved from there to there? It has intelligence. He attempts to take a swing at Kiloton... And he breaks off one of his drills in the metal ground at his feet. That's what happens when you roll a one. All right, Seamoss, it is now your turn. Uh, just be aware, and this goes for everyone, if you take a shot using a ranged weapon when you are right next to an enemy, uh, that usually provokes an attack of opportunity which means that they will take a swing at you if they have, like, a, a sword or claw or something to physically hit you with. But you are two spaces away, so you are safe. I also have a tactical knife. I would like to take a shot at him with my laser pistol. Go for it. So it's a four. Added on to two. So I got six. Uh, six is not going to do it, unfortunately. Uh, the uh, since I mean, let's be honest here, you have like two uh, two of your allies like right next to him, so you're trying not to hit your allies. So you carefully squeeze off your shot, but uh, it's not quite there. Professor, it is your turn again. I did have some luck with the melee weapon, however, I am not one for getting in close combat, so. I will actually take a guarded step back here and take careful aim with my laser because I am a better shot with this than my club and shoot a 17. Thunderbar. A 17 will hit. And then uh, for fire, one point of fire damage to this strange little drilling bot thing. One point of damage. Yeah. Scrap heap. It's all you. Oh, I thought you <laughs> said it was a scrap heap. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take my uh, baton out and whack it 
You can. It is a move action to uh, to draw a new weapon, and then a standard action to attack. Every every round, you have a uh, a standard and a move. Uh, standard is things like hitting someone, uh, using a power, um, stuff like that. And a move action is things like moving, drawing weapons, or what have you. Okay. If you wanted to move, you could take a guarded step. A guarded step is only a five-foot movement, just so you're moving one space, mm-hmm. but it will not provoke an attack of opportunity, so you won't get hit. If you take a normal move action and move multiple spaces, then you will take an attack of opportunity as you try to, to move away from it. Okay. I think in this situation, my best move is to attack, so I'm going to draw my baton and whack this little face hugger. <laughs> I just got a disturbing image. <laughs> uh, 18. 18's a hit. Okay, uh, it's 1d4b. Is b bludgeoning damage? Or that it is. Okay, here we go. Two. Two points of damage. Two points of damage. Kiloton is going to take a guarded step back because he doesn't want to get hit again. That's his move action. And as a standard action, he is going to jump up and transform. And Seamoss, if you choose to, you can catch him and wield him as a weapon. Okay. So I will move him off the board for now. So you are wielding him. Uh, that's Kiloton's action. That was his move and his standard. So back to the top of the round is the Vora Spears move. It is going to attempt to hurt you, Scrappy. Uh, that might be a miss, a 10 to hit your KAC. Today is a good day to die, that is a miss. Ah. <laughs> All right. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a good day to die. Star Trek reference, keep up. It, it's right. one of those Earth things. Yes, of course, but scientifically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seamoss, it is your turn. All right, I will be shooting um, kiloton at the creature. Can we pretend I didn't roll the die? That depends. Where'd you get the die? Three. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, no. I'm at 13. <laughs> but you have a you have a ranged modifier, don't you, Jeremy? Yeah. So does he get any modifiers for um, kilotons uh, attack? Like, can kiloton aid him? Uh, Kiloton will aid him when his next turn comes up. Unfortunately, he spent all of his actions uh, moving and transforming, so uh, he unfortunately will not be aiding you this round. But did he tra- didn't he transform last round? At the end of last round? He did, but he's uh, he ha- it hasn't come around to the point where he can actually do uh, anything yet. I see. So okay. once it comes to the end of this round and he can actually do some actions, then he will... Uh, lend his BAB to uh, to Seamoss and give him a bonus on his next shot. I see. What's his BAB? Uh, that is going to be a a a a a a a, a, a uh, it's a plus four. Wow, nice. Uh, so that was the Vor Spear. That was Seamoss, uh, uh, Professor. I'm sorry, Jeremy. You're uh, you're not rolling too hot tonight, are you? No. All right, well, uh, it seems to be working out for me, so I will take another shot with the laser. And my roll is but a 10. 
that is a wait. Is that uh, against EAC? It is against EAC because it's a laser, not a baton. Then that is a hit. Well, <laughs> that's wonderful. That does give you some damage and will make it fire. And it's another one. Zap, zap. Pew, pew. <laughs> Scrap heap. I'm going to take another whack with my baton. Do it. Uh, three. Total? Yes. <laughs> I, I have no I have no melee uh, bonus. No. <laughs> That's not going to work at all. <laughs> uh, back to Kiloton. And he is going to lend some assistance to his wielder. Jeremy, on your next shot, you can take a, uh, you get a plus four to hit. So in addition to my plus four modifier already. Correct. Uh, and if, if he hits, uh, he is going to do one d8 damage. Uh, so back to the Vorspear's turn, and, uh, well, Scrap Heap is right in front of him. Uh, so he is going to try to claw you for an 11. That, that is a miss. That's a miss? Oh, he's doing so hot right now, is he? Vorspear's. Uh, Why did it have to be Vorspear's? Uh, so Simos. 12 plus 8. That's a 20. That is a hit. Mm-hmm. 1d8. 3. 3. Not bad. Not bad. He is looking a bit hurt, but he is still up. Uh, professor. Yeah? Do your stuff. Oh, yes, of course. Take the shot! Yeah. Uh, are you doing alright? Are you hurt at all? Scrap peep? He hasn't touched me yet, but <laughs> his ego's a bit hurt. Uh, all right, good, wait. good. Uh, keep keep him there. We'll we'll uh, shoot him from this position. And oh my goodness, that's a six. My rolls are getting worse. Well, you don't want to hit Scrappy, you know. You're you're worried about your friend here. <laughs> Do I really? <laughs> Come on, professional courtesy, fellow scientists. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I suppose if I am to have a lab partner, I mustn't kill him. So, yeah, I missed. Completely and utterly missed. Uh, Kiloton will continue to uh, lend his baby to uh, UCMOS, so plus four for your next attack. But it is the Vorospear's turn. Well, no, you skipped me. You skipped me. Did I? You did. Oh. Well, I'm sorry, Scrap Heap. Go ahead and do your turn, then. Why are you waiting? 17. 17's a hit. All right. Whack-a-mole. Two points of damage. Ooh, almost down. Almost down. But now it's his turn, and I think I got you on this roll. A 17 to hit you. That does hit me. Uh, so he, the Vorspear is going to dig its drilling claws into your skin for two points of damage, and you can feel the energon within you leave your body and go into it. Ouch! Stings, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I felt. 
Alright, CMOS, go ahead. You might be able to finish it off. 19 plus 8. That's definitely a hit. 4. You level Kiloton right towards the creature, take careful aim, and boom! Shot right through the head, and the Vora Spear falls to the ground, unmoving. Can I pull the drill thing out of my leg? <laughs> uh, yes, you can. Oh. Anyone want a Hertz donut? <laughs> Hertz donut. <laughs> You're learning, Professor. Yeah, of course. Uh, when we stop learning, that's when we stop getting fives. Kiloton will uh, jump out of your hands there, Simos. Uh, can I examine the creature? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. We are out of combat rounds, so Kiloton walks up to it and just kicks it. It's like, yeah! Take that! <laughs> See what I did there? Shot him in the head! Mm, did you really? Well, Simos was aiming, right? It was a yeah, group effort. I think it was Simos who, uh, who took the shots there. <laughs> It was all me. Yeah, yeah, you did the damage, but the, the guiding hand was, uh, of course, Seamoss's. Okay, Connor. Go ahead and roll a life science or mysticism to see if you May can... I assist you in your examination? Sure. Many hands make light work. I rolled a 14 and I have a plus 9, so that's 20... Five, 23. And my effective roll to aid you is a 21, which I believe by the rules that we've adopted is a plus four to your roll. So what's your total? 27. 27. You crushed it. You recognize that they are creatures called Vora Spears. They are cat-like vampiric predators. They uh, rely on ambush tactics and they can transform their claws into little drills that they can then inject into a bot's energon supply and drain it, healing themselves. Are these known creatures? Uh, yeah, for the most part. They're, it, they're not very common to, to find, but they, uh, yeah, they have been uh, in as, as part of Cybertron for a long time. Okay. Hmm. You wouldn't expect to see them in the city or anything like that, but uh, down kind of away from civilization where they can they can hunt kind of in peace and by themselves. Yeah, it's certainly something that uh, that'll happen. I imagine if they did show up in the city, they would be quickly dealt with and exterminated. Uh, well, seeing as how we are out of combat and before any more ambushes happen from these little things, uh, perhaps we should rest a little, and recover uh, stamina. Okay. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, so if you've taken any stamina damage and you would like to, uh, to try and get that back, again, you can spend a resolve point to get your, all your stamina back. Uh, since resolve points are uh, don't regenerate except at the end of the day, uh, it's usually a good idea to wait until your stamina is completely gone before using that uh, to regenerate it. But completely your choices. My stamina is completely gone. Mine is at zero as well. Okay, so that's actually a, both a very good thing to take a 10-minute rest then and spend your resolve point and recover your stamina. If you have hit point damage, then one of the scientists can uh, use one of their abilities to heal you or themselves. 
I did not get down into hit points, only the stamina. Uh, anyone else? I've been untouched. I was also just, I had just lost stamina, no hit points. Did, did um, what's his face? <laughs> Kiloton lose anything? I think he did. Kiloton. I think not. I don't think he did. I think he was attacked but missed, and right. he then transformed into Zagam. Yeah, the the one attack he got was a was a, a natty one on the, from the board spear. So, yep, he is fine. While they heal, I have like eleven stealth. Would it be good for me to go up ahead just a little bit and like sneak and see what's around the corner here? Uh, your perception is really high, yeah. Oh wait, perception is, is a uh, two, so not really high. Higher than mine, which is a one. <laughs> yeah, mine also is a one. How how can we call ourselves scientists? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a scout. And I would think scouts would have higher perception. Okay, so I'm better than these guys. By by a hundred percent. Uh, so yeah, that is definitely something that you can do if you want. Uh, you can range ahead and try to be sneaky about okay. it. So I think I'm going to go here and just um, give, uh, I guess, do a perception check. Okay. Uh, yep, go ahead and do perception. Eight plus two, so it's ten. Uh, all right, so nothing, you don't notice anything kind of right off the bat here. Uh, but if you want to, you can stay out front a little bit, and I will uh, tell you when to roll next. Okay. So you guys are heading heading further on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next time on Empire of Rust. So all we have to do is just bathe ourselves in light. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong with this plan. <laughs> Kiloton, maybe we should just uh, keep going down this tunnel here and try to get, trying to find the way out. But there's something in there. We can shoot it. Kiloton Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully its uh, reaction isn't volatile. <laughs> hopefully it is. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Decepticon for a DM, of course. <laughs> He is a gun, so is is that like a, a, a rude gesture? From the secret files of Teletran 1, Empire of Rust was created, written, and GM by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Pythagoras and his partner, Magnum, are played by Matthew G. Sweetspot, the ambassador of Velocitron, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon Warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And the Beast Warriors of Primitive Eucharis, Rex, and Carapace are played by Rob Muller and Patrick Finn. The Autobot Supercomputer, Teletran 1, is supported by the humans of planet Earth by going to transmissionspodcast.com rust. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by listening to Transmissions and Transmissions Alt Mode. Teletran 1, Shutdown Mode Initiated.